0: coming out of my
1: cage and i've been doing just fine god I gotta be down because i want it all I started out with a kiss. It like hello and welcome along to g'day ga brought to you in association with o'neill's international sportswear the choice of champions please visit o'neill's.com for all the latest offers well i'm delighted to be joined here this evening in Bentley East, Shawnee, is that correct?
2: No, just Bentley.
1: Oh Bentley, just it's Bentley. Bentley. Yeah, you're um, on. here in Shawnee O'Leary's kitchen. Um just having a lovely cup of tea. Thanks for having us, Shawnee.
2: No problem, lads. You're very
1: welcome and welcome to our new guest as well. We have a, a new guest presenter this evening, Patrick O'Neill, otherwise known as Pa or Pacus McFacus. Oh, <laughs> um we have Giggles is overseas in Boston at the moment, doing a course in Harvard no less, so we've scanned far and wide and we've got a better replacement than our our own giggles. So thanks for coming along Pat No problem that's Thanks for having me Sean you Brilliant to have you Pat So look Coming up on tonight's show We do apologise for not having a podcast last week And we we were hoping to get one Obviously after the The Leinster Munster final And then when Leinster went to a draw We just got a bit tight in time So we said we'd, we'd cover it all off this week So we're going to go Look back I suppose a both Kilkenny and Galway to both two of those games, and also look ahead to the quarter-final between Kilkenny and Limerick, and also we're going to look back at Cork and Clare and the other quarter-final coming up this weekend, which is Clare and Wexford. Now, we did get some tweets in, mainly focused on the on the games last weekend, so we did have a tweet in um, from from our very own Giggles actually even tweeted us, which was great to see, talking about the promotion of the the Leinster finals, saying, typical Leinster hurling poorly promoted, that was about this awful promo that the Leinster Council did Which had these Kind of Viking helmets On Joe Canning And TJ Reid I don't know if you saw them But it was absolutely yeah, brutal shocking. <laughs> shocking 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 all together I spotted giggles Yeah um, And we had a tweet in From a, one of our listeners As well Derek O'Donnell In response to that Saying I know we say It's already hard to recognise Most hurlers with their helmets But that's taking the biscuit That's a daft dad It must be said So it's absolutely ridiculous Um also we got a tweet in from Kevin Gary at Kevin Gary just picked up in the podcast a few weeks ago lads great listen looking forward to the rest of the Hurling Championship previews on the banner um, so that was great to, to get in touch for us thanks for that Kevin also got a tweet in from uh, Donnick O'Donnell uh, make a stand lads the only way there will be change players are the most important part, part of the GA. they need to stand together I think that was in relation to we were talking about Newbridge or Nowhere um, back in on the episode a couple of weeks ago so thanks for getting in touch on the Twitter, it's at G'dayGEA, follow us on Instagram the same, at G'day and g'daygea at gmail.com. Alright, well coming up 1st we're going looking at the Leinster final, uh, Kilkenny and Galway. Yo,
0: hey. Yo, naughty. so what's life supposed to be about, baby? can free up your back, and stop acting crazy. Premonies, for all the good times daily. Why are you trying to pull that can't be acting shady. The You're ball hands
1: out the to far deep side deep to Henry Shefflin. Henry has a look. Henry puts it over. there's the insurance fight. Mrs. McGinnis. kick that one out. Kick the bones out of that one, Mrs. McGinnis. Cusack is not to live. Supposed to be your be joined on the line by All Ireland winner John Mulhall Great to have you back with us, John. Hello, great to great to hear from you again. I thought you'd given up on me <laughs> No, we look we had to kinda of spread it around, John. We had Brendan Bugler on last week. We can't always have you on, like you know. Um so we had to. Giggles and Shawnee are looking to have a bit of Monster representation.
3: Your fee is a bit
2: too high as well, John. I
3: and mean, o-
1: other uh, fellas have all won
0: them.
3: All Orleans as well,
0: John. It's not just you, like. <laughs> um, you're champions of Melbourne since I spoke to you last. We um,
1: are again, yeah. That's right, John. Yeah, we had a great win against Wolf Tones there oh, three weeks ago now.
2: All orchestrated by uh, Powell Neil.
3: Not really. Uh, good hand a, yeah, a temporary man, a mastermind. I wasn't saying I have the last pocket of the ball, now but But uh,
0: um, how did you? How did you? How did you like fit Liam into the team? Like you
3: know, Art is tough. You know, he's giving me free gear all year and stuff. You know, we've <laughs> 6 like, six, like six can cornerbacks. Only play,
0: so. You can only play him on one side because he's one sided. <laughs> you
1: know? I've actually worked on my right side a lot, John. Since you've left, it's actually very good at the moment. Yeah, He had a lot oh, of practice no. too,
3: hitting you um, across the waist a few times. I think that straightened up his his right side.
0: <laughs> Brilliantly yeah, pulling across That was yeah. the he, he his grappling game for the for the UFC was <laughs> on point that time.
1: That's <laughs> well, always great to speak to you, John. Um but look John, obviously we had a massive weekend um last weekend and the weekend before where I suppose the two Leinster finals um two complete opposite games I suppose in terms of how the the second game completely opened up and turned into a bit of a score fest but obviously Kilkenny drew the first day with Galway how were you feeling coming into the weekend did you think Kilkenny were going to do it or were you confident Galway were going to win by that kind of 6-7 or point margin that they ended up doing Uh,
0: probably it was more so on the like a lot of Galway lads underperformed the first day so the midfield was completely out of it and by 10 minutes gone of the second game, they'd hit twice as many balls as they'd hit the first day. Um, So, like, a lot had room to improve and you couldn't see that on the Kilkenny end of things. Um, I don't know how you discussed it before, but, like, Galway were very... They had much to improve on and they had that bit of grit under their teeth then.
1: Yeah, and look, looking at I think the, the big standout for me was the difference in the performance and the work rate of the Galway forward unit, the six in total. I think I don't think they worked to the level that they worked on Sunday in the first game, and I think that was a huge difference, and I think Kenny really struggled with that, even though in the second half, obviously, things levelled out a, a little bit, but they were under so much pressure in the first half. Yeah, no,
0: like, obviously, they had, uh, like, Johnny Glenn completely nullified Parick inside, and like the two of them would know each other well from UL. They would have been together there, so it we'll was move those two reasons alone just pure size and maybe their game plan of bringing out the corner forwards and following in. Like they had their game plan worked out and say, like no better man as a forward in the air as Johnny Glenn in the game. Like he's on. Un- Unbelievable that way and even the scoping was just like a real sign of what was the game plan and how well it worked
3: John John, uh, do you think that maybe Kilkenny should have swapped Park Walsh after say, the first three balls in there? because the first three of them in or Johnny Glynn won him Would you, do you think they should, maybe they should have swapped him or maybe bring back a bigger man and sit him in front of him or do you think they done the right thing and just <sighs> stay with it
0: he'd gone so well the day before and look the way things are he, he's probably going to be released out the field like if you if you think for the next match against Limerick it, like Seamus Flanagan's in full form so maybe they might have someone that could be able to take him on say you're not dealing with a physical presence so maybe we could put someone else back in full-back and release paring up the field. What would you prefer? Obviously,
3: I know the whole country is talking about having him wing-back. What would you prefer yourself? Do you think he's a better full-back or would you prefer to see him as a right half-back? <laughs>
0: Even give him a chance up-central forward because he plays there with his club to own and could score five or six on any given day. Like, at the moment, Kilkenny need him in the backs and the talks in Kilkenny are that Rob Lennon might be full back this weekend, and Parig on the wing, which would be a big um, release for him. Say, that's a big exclusive. How would you go now? I don't
2: know. That's a big exclusive, there, John. Um, well, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if you heard uh, Don Loughrady and um, um, Derek McGrath talking about him at the weekend. Did a bit of a debate on the Sunday game on Sunday about Parig Welch and his best position. I think. I think. Um, I think you're dead right. I think he sh- he needs to be taken out of there. I think you can you can get fullbacks to do a job back there, just a bit of a stopping role rather than when you have a guy like that who is so I guess active and he's he's so you know explosive and if he's in the half back line or if it is he's in the half forward line, I think that's what Kilkenny, I think need at the moment. Would you agree?
0: I agree, but at the moment we probably don't have enough players with experience. Like it's hard for the likes of Morrissey and say. Like you could, you could move Joey Holding around. Maybe you could put Joey Holding in full back. Um, he plays there with belly Hale. Um, but like, there's not enough lads with two, three, four years championship experience. Like you could, there's no one that like Buckley. I'd like to see Buckley wing back more so and have a, a big centre back character. Um, to go in there, so. Like, you're just filling holes, really. That's are mm. so just like moving him around, yeah, exactly. Pulled. What did you think can't of. I um, just draft a lad in for a quarter final.
3: No, that's true. Sorry, sorry, John, to cut in. Um, what did you think of Killian Buckley, th- like, the way he just played centre back and kind of freed himself up and hurled and then let Joe Canny out the field? What did you think of that? Do you think he should have pushed up and stayed on him, or because, like, <laughs> I think in the first half there, I was watching Joe. Well, I think he did eight touches and his five points, and I took a few frees, but. Do you think, is that why you want him wing back and just have a centre-back holding and, and free up uh, Buckley for hurling, is it? And yeah,
0: help? but like, it's a very dangerous... Like, the first day, Canning hit a good few and he wasn't ever going to be as inaccurate the second day. So, like, Buckley's game is to hang back, pick up the ball and distribute it. Um, So, like, if you... Like, the touch, Canning's touch for his first point from play was... Like he's too dangerous to have completely on his own. Oh, yeah. like he cannot pull the strings from out around midfield center forward, you know. And what about so, the what about the, the boys that
3: the, came on? Are they gonna be featured next week or Are they say carrying injuries and he news him all to watch? How oh, he's growing is will he be playing, do you think?
0: Um Well what I've heard now is that he's completely gone. So like you're looking you're look you've no one of that sized to come in into the forward so like that's a massive ball when they're gone
1: mm. yeah I think it's very interesting though as I well around... they... sorry John I think it's very interesting looking at Colin Fenley obviously and Richie Hogan coming on and having such an impact and I think we saw Colin Fenley have a similar impact in the Dublin game and people calling for how are they not starting but we did see both of them start against Wexford in that that last round of the, of the round robin and were both hauled off so it's interesting now they've probably had a few more games under their belt I think it'll be very hard for Cody not to start them but having said that I think it's actually worked for Kenny quite well having them co- come on as well as Donnelly and Blanchfield coming on in the second half they had a huge impact in both, fi- both Leinster finals in both games and if probably a criticism of Cody in years gone by is how slow he's been on the line to make changes and I don't think that can be levelled against him this year in particular, that he's been so quick to make changes for things that aren't working. And the fact that he'd made those changes, probably four changes within the first 10 minutes of the second half, obviously two at half time, I think we've seen a change in Corey's approach there, John, whereas before he probably would have waited out a bit more. What, What's your views on that?
4: Uh, yeah, but you're, I suppose if we're looking at, say, All island finals and semi finals where he only brought on one player, like, and you're, if you win by 20 points, it's, it's very hard to take off a player you know mm. um, who, who are you going to take off the lad who he doesn't take legs off for the sake of taking them off so at that time he was right not to take off really it yeah. he, he would have been just it would have been seen as probably to him it would be disrespectful to claim five subs just to, for the sake of it when he could leave it on and leave the uh, Ricky Power and all these guys
1: on the field, and obviously John, like Kilkenny, obviously have, have come up short. But not to take away from Galway's performance, I think obviously they went up twelve points up at one stage. Kilkenny got it back to a point, but Galway ended up winning by seven points. I think we really have to make that point that Kilkenny were probably out on their feet with five minutes to go. Were you impressed with how Galway rallied again after that that Kilkenny rally?
4: Just Kilkenny had emptied the tank to get back into it. And it was. Carl Mannion scored just after. Kilkenny lost the point to Hawkeye, and Carl Mannion went up and got a, a good point again. And then you could see that Kilkenny were best at that stage, and they just tagged down a few points at the end. But, um, like, in Kilkenny, you'd have to be. I'd be confident this weekend going in against Limerick. Um, that they'll get over the line
3: do you not think and, that, that, and Jan, that does, when you're making so many changes and pulling fellas on and pulling fellas off do you not feel like it's like Tipperary with that as well this year you know I'm not comparing Kilkenny notes to Tipperary because you get very upset but like we saw a tip against Cork and shocking for the first 20 minutes and then rallied back and got a draw over like but do you not think and then the following week they're making three or four different changes taking off bubbles and do you not think that's, to win an All-Ireland you need like a, a, a six or seven base for forwards and to be pulling and changing, you're, you're upsetting it too much and it's hard to get into build a bit of momentum and get a rhythm going within the team. So do you think, yeah, will he go look, back to look the look same 15 look. next Sunday or is he going to make five or six changes and will that just upset the whole show and then Limerick build a big lead and then they're going to have to chase it again like they did last week That's and nine, last year? Nine
4: the only changes we can make are to bring in the two boys and just hope for the best like Colin Fenley in full forward Richie half forward or centre forward put, maybe put TJ out in the wing and like then on that but like if you look at Galway Galway now at the moment have two like just like Connor Cooney and Jason Flynn on the line they would be on the any team so they have they're six lads starting and then they have two top, top class forwards to bring in that would be on every other team in the country. And that's why they're where they are. Um, but like, if, if they can to go over Limerick this weekend, I'd fancy him to base Cork handing enough <laughs> I, <can't
0: imagine. laughs> <laughs> well,
4: I doubt uh, it. it PSB me too much. They're the, the Munster championships championship yeah, we have
1: a Monster Challenge event. As good as it was, you know. Yeah, you're dead right, John. You're dead right. I'm glad i it's good to have a bit of balance here. So I mean, it's always outnumbered two monster people to call, to one Leinster man. It's good to have two and two here on the line. But John, on that point as well though, you know, saying but Kilkenny getting over the line against Limerick, I think where Kilkenny will struggle. I actually think if Kilkenny had just say lost to Galway in the first day, I'd be very confident going in f- for Sunday. But I think the fact is Kilkenny's third week in a row um, also coming off the back of the round robin series in Leinster where like you've alluded to Richie Lai there the amount of games he's he's played along with along long the other Kilkenny players and Walter Walsh potentially going out now I think physically Kilkenny be, might be okay but mentally having to lift again for a Limerick team who are probably coming in the back into qualifying a bit hurt after probably being favourites to win Munster the way it panned out and then ending up third I think Kilkenny are going to be under serious pressure to to bring a game for 60-65 minutes to, be, to beat Limerick
4: And no it's going to be it's going to be tough I thought the game was going to be in Parky Cueve as a double hitter that would have been another disaster but that's in Turles and that Kenny are playing there and there's not so many games they've lost in Turles over the years if it had to be in Parky Cueve I'd be back in Limerick but I just have a sneaky feeling that might get over the line um, but It's It's no more than 50-50 The three game thing Is a big thing as well But Like if you said Like Richie Hogan and Colin Fendi Are fresh
0: <laughs> Yeah
4: In terms of games Played And then The backs The backs The backs will be grand And
3: I don't think so I'm looking it. Looking at that full back line Like Last week Galvin's full forward line Scored 111 Between three of them like The Limerick full forward Isn't bad If they even got half of that That's a good return So I don't oh, know boys I like, think I if, think if, yeah
4: if, if you were Graham With Peter Casey Yeah Them lags Kind of On Deegan say, we, we, We're not Pace much In Cicceney In France But um, That little bit of, Like As you Like the game Last year In Northern Park I know limits Are a bit further Down the line But over the years, we've always had that little bit of. This could be the year of changes, but that little bit of composure and that little bit of experience that gets us over Limerick, um, and look, it will be a massive setback to Limerick if they lose against us this year again, you know, and it would knock that team back a long way.
1: Yeah, I think just on that point, on the full back line with Kenny, I think one of the big places where they fell down on Sunday was if a high ball was coming in we will say on top of Johnny Glynn there was two Kilkenny players going up contesting a ball they weren't going up one up one down getting a break I don't know how many times Kilkenny got caught out whether it was Paddy Deegan or it was Paul Murphy two of them contesting a ball trying to catch it
3: above Johnny Glynn try, no, trying to catch it, breaking
1: it but, yeah. and then, then like I saw Paddy Deegan just not just losing his man and yeah, then yeah. we say yeah. whoever was in there at the time got the
4: like, if you look at the week before, they caught every ball. So yeah. Probably, they, they were confident going into it that they would be able to do that, but, like, Johnny Glenn is six for
1: four, and, feel like, it's a house, you know, so. Yeah, but I think, he I think,
4: Everton, really.
1: no, he did, I, I think he was a, ma- a massive factor in it, but what I'm saying is, it's fine attacking the ball, one of them attacking it, but the fact that the other one wasn't reading that break is where, think Kilkenny coughed up three or four points handy in that first half from those scenarios and i I be hoping the next day obviously I don't think Limerick will play that direct that as direct ball into the full forward but even in looking at Derek McGrath's analysis on the Sunday game as well the way I suppose the Kilkenny full back line at times got did get drawn out and were kind of in that no man's land and it was Johnny Glean and Parik Walsh left exposed in there it'll be interesting to see what way Limerick will approach that trying to expose that Kilkenny full back line because like you said, Kilkenny aren't pace merchants in there and are they going to try and exploit that by by targeting... uh, Yeah, well,
4: like, if if, if you did the same thing with with Kenny, or with Limerick, it'd be Paul Gwels and a high ball in on Seamus Flanagan. So, it'd be Paul Gwels to come out with those balls all day, you know. But they're probably going to start with three lads inside and flying balls in left and right. But as you say, like, Buckley comes back and Kyle Hayes wouldn't be as good as Joe to explain you know like you could leave Kyle Hayes out and Buckley thing might work a bit better you know of standing back that Kyle Hayes will only score two times from play so if you were Limerick you would probably better off having one of your sharpshooters like Galan out centre forward and just give him the ball 60 yards out and that that would have to bring Buckley out I should be a manager, but um, I can't wait
3: uh, to the final of next Sunday. You know that?
4: I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, would we better say put Kyle Hayes in full forward and have a sharpshooter or centre forward like Joe, and because like, they're going to go with Buckley back again, you know?
1: Yeah,
2: I I, I think. I think I think I go back on Liam's point there. I think the three weeks in a row is really gonna kill uh Kilkenny. You've seen it in the teams in the championship this year when they had the, the group the round robin stuff there and the group games. When when teams had three weeks in a row, you saw the fatigue levels in the in the games they were playing. And I just think I think Limerick will have too much for Kilkenny in terms of in the legs, like they're all they very young team compared to the Well, the last
4: the last time Kilkenny were in this situation where it was twenty thirteen played a lot of games and came in against interless I think, was it? It was, I think. And he rang us off the park. Yep. Yeah. So that was the last say the equivalent game of this weekend. Yeah. So look, you've had the back limit probably I wouldn't want to be putting him any more to captain minus one or two or three maybe but a tentative, tentative role for Limerick by a lot of people, but you still
2: can't write off legs like. No, yeah. you got that's that's certainly thing, one this, thing this year, especially with the Kilkenny team of this year. Like in like throughout the championship, like the the story of Kilkenny this year, like is just they're they're never gone, they're they're never out of a game, they're always hanging in there, and they'll always get a few scores to get them back in touch, and you just can't write them off. They did it against Dublin. They did it against uh, Galway last weekend, and they did it again the weekend before that as well. So, like, in the high-stake and games like, against the this, best teams in the country, that West, they're
4: Wexford were expected to beat us as well. Yeah, true. In the past, we won that game handy enough, you know. So, oh, I, you can't call this weekend's game because you don't know how to swap are anywhere going to not you know
1: yeah, and I think I think look, I think just on that point though about Kilkenny this year, I think it's been one of Brian Cody's pretty biggest achievements in his term with Kilkenny is this p- what he's getting out of this team. Obviously he's got some stalwarts there, but he has blooded probably six or seven new championship players starting for the first time this year. And to get them to a quarter final and hopefully get over the line against Limerick and get to an Ireland semi final, I think that would be a real achievement for this Kilkenny team. Look probably one game too many in last weekend for some of those lads potentially, but it's all in their development for the years to come and those guys needed to be bloated and needed those hard championship games. I saw a great tweet from Joe Broly after the game on Sunday saying, perhaps the most satisfying sight in world sport, Kilkenny hurlers. And look, even though Kilkenny lost on Sunday, I just think seeing that, like being a Kilkenny man watching, how proud you have to be of their spirit in terms of like to go 12 points down against all Ireland champions in the first half you know you're not in a good place there. You know what I mean. And most teams I think would have probably rolled over. Um, but look, fairness to Cikkeny, they hung in there, got that goal, and that was I think just before half time was 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 the turning point on, on the comeback. But John, just on that as well though, are Galway, I suppose the team to beat. I think we've seen that on Sunday. Can you see anyone else win this Ireland?
4: Yeah. No. Um. You you can't look past Galway But still If Cork Say Just say Limerick and Cork play Or what way would it go It'd be Limerick and Limerick Cork, and Cork Yeah, it'd be, yeah. Cork. it'd
1: be Limerick and Cork
4: It'd be I think. Cork Galway final Cork Gal No so Cork can't play Galway because They are the
1: winning the final the No he's saying saying a Cork Galway final
4: Jesus' oh, putting his own crowd in the final already. I I wouldn't write I wouldn't write off Limerick again in Cork if they got to him or Kikkenny again in Cork. Um they'd be Jesus, if you were to go on you can't look past Galway but you can't like Cork, Limerick, Kenny. You probably could write off Wexford on getting winning the All Ireland at this stage. But any of the rest of the teams like if Kikenni get through Limerick I think they could do Cork a good game And the same with Limerick So Galway then In the final A throw between the other three Probably Kikenni the least favourite And then I'd see I don't think Cork or Limerick Could beat Galway in an All-Ireland at this stage
1: Yeah I'd agree so with you Kikini John If
4: Kikenni got to the all, All-Ireland I think they could give Galway a good game
3: yeah, I don't think so. They've no, already
2: I, beaten twice. I said it a couple of weeks back here, John. I reckon the like when everybody was talking about how unstoppable Galway were and they're un- undefeatable and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, Kilkenny probably showed it last week or the weekend before, and, and last weekend, you know, that there is kings in the armor there. And but I think Cork's game is probably the only. I think they they're the only team to have a game that could unsettle Galway and take them out of their comfort zone. That pace and take them away from their physicality. I think that's the only game that can take Galway off their perch. I
3: think. I agree too. Not just because both are from Cork, actually, like, but I think Cork would give them a serious test because yeah. obviously they I, have the I, players been and been, the speed. Been, Sorry, John.
4: Yeah, I'd be interested to see Harnady on Burke now in full Yeah, that'd be a great battle. But if I was Cork, you'd keep him as far away from Burke as possible. You know. Like that The one three he scores Every game is 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 so massive
2: To Cork you know Yeah mm.
1: Look look Let's not get into Hypothetical All Ireland finals yet honey. We haven't even got to fit Past the quarters this weekend But look but I think are in it anyway Yeah Cork, 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 <laughs> Cork are in it anyway to the two Cork boys. No but
2: back to, Back to your point Liam About Galway Like we, we, I guess This has probably been A kick in the Cork mm-hmm podcast so far we've been <laughs> talking about kilkenny and car for the last half an hour i've been trying like, to bring balance to it here Galway, like galway's performance at the weekend the thoroughness w- was just phenomenal when they, when they wanted to turn the screw and put the foot down like the sum of the scoring that they, they produced the producer was ridiculous like as you said kenning pulling off um coming away from buckley um Bang picking it. up b- balls and p- popping them over the bar without even you know looking at the goal or turning he's just risky. Such a risky hurler. Um Manion some of Mannion's scores were just absolutely phenomenal, but um all over the field, like their their physicality is just a joy to watch. Like you know, Burke at full back is just awesome. Like he's the best full back in the game in the last couple of years even. Um <clears throat> their half back line is was unstoppable. I mean, you had McInerney who just would drove into the back of, of T J Reed all day long and just like Surely, use his physicality coming out with the ball. Um, they're two cornerbacks. Uh, I can earn he's very he's like sp- yourself, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're two halfbacks. They're two halfbacks. Solid all day, yeah. Aiden Hart. Johnny or Johnny Glynn in midfield was brilliant. Bork in midfield hit more ball as you said, uh, John, in the first ten minutes than he did all day the, the week before in the first game.
3: But I thought, watching Kilkenny, just played into their hands anyway, just driving ball, high ball on top of these boys not looking you know you're just playing to their strengths and t- like 11 minutes for the first point and then I think it's 65, 8 minutes after that was it or something yeah something crazy like and then so Galway then they had their plan and they they were able to drive the ball in close their eyes and drive it because it was just Johnny Glyn in there his own well it was 3 on 3 and they were winning all the battles but like for I know we're all saying Galway how good they are and they are a brilliant team let's give them credit like, but I just thought that Kilkenny was playing to their hands it. and to be honest I thought Galway even when Kilkenny came back I was always confident they were going to win they just look they have that feel of champions they have the swagger and then bringing on Flynn and Cooney like and 10 minutes to go two boys scored Joe got another few points they were just I just thought they were just a different mm. class all day long even yeah. when Kilkenny went at them I still thought they were
1: comfortable enough and they were always going to win it yeah and look I think look Galway are all Ireland champions, and they look like all Ireland champions on Sunday. And I think they have to be given their f- their full dues. They're the fu- they probably are being the most consistent team. They're also unbeaten this year in the championship. So it's it's no, I suppose surprise really you have the two All-Ireland semi-finalists are both unbeaten and they're both both provincial winners so like that just shows Cork and Galway are, are the two foreign teams in, in this year's championship and, and both and, and both under 21 champions as well both under 21 yeah. champions as well yeah so the future is bright in, in Cork and Galway look John I know you're, you're pressed for time so if you are going for a prediction just putting your your neck on the line are you going for Kilkenny on Sunday? Uh, Kilkenny by
4: two times okay
1: Pa Limerick by one, Shani. Yeah, man, the same. Limerick by one. I'll go Kilkenny at two as well. Oh, we'll yeah, no, I, I do, I do think, but, but, I think but, but I th- they're <laughs> unreal, mental. Yeah, unreal. No, yeah, no, yeah, I, no, I, yeah, I'm unreal. hoping. I think if you can get one more push out and they get a couple of weeks break then for before an Ireland semi final and Be Cork, then I'll be booking the flights for August. So <laughs>
4: they're, they're a little bit, of, they're, they're, they're more so afraid than anything else. It's a kind of a fear effect.
1: Who's <laughs> this The Kilkenny boys Who's Of Cork, Cork Freda Kilkenny Pat, or John
4: Yeah oh yeah Like uh, That That fear of us In a semi Is a bit much for the boys
1: But look John Look we we'll, we we'll, might leave it there With you I know you're pressed for time Thanks very much for, for coming on with us And hopefully We'll be touching back in With you in the next week Or so With Kilkenny Into uh, an all and semi-final
4: Alright sound bad.
1: Hardly <laughs> Thanks John Thanks John Man, Good to John. talk to you all right, coming up next, we're looking at the uh, monster final between Clare and Cork.
0: This thirty-two all Ireland's. All I want is thirty-three want to be tip na 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 na
1: Look, the Munster final is probably a bit of a distant memory for some people now. It's been over oh, a week and a half since since that game, and obviously we're into the quarterfinals. now we know the two semi finalists in terms of Galway and Cork. But look, we did the preview of that game, Shawnee and the two things we flagged, I suppose. Well, one, the giggles flagged was the Cork spine was going to be an issue around Callahan. he was really concerned by him. And also, we flagged, I suppose, from a from a clear point of view how strong John Conlan was and the trouble he could cause for Cork. And in that first half, I think all those things rang true.
2: Yeah, it was it was pretty <laughs> nerve wracking watching the first half. Um you could see straight away from a, like, from a Cork point of view. Oh yeah, <laughs> very oh absolutely and not neutral all one one bit at all. Um yeah, you could see you could see straight away Conlan Conlan was causing absolute havoc. Everything he touched was either a score or it was an assist. Um Catalan was in all sorts of trouble and plus the half-back line was being dragged out of position. There was too much space in front of Connellan, and Clare absolutely exploited it at every opportunity. Um, I think, Giggles, in fairness to Giggles, he's he's spot on in, in exploiting of the, the Cork uh, spine. But, I mean, I think the one thing they do have going for them in that back line is they're so versatile. And, I mean, you saw when they rang the changes in that back line that everything everything that they did, like, closed down the space, changed the matchups, and they had themselves... You know right in order for the second half i guess the goal before halftime was a big telling point point. and then cork just hung in there and hung in there they got that goal through um seamus hardney which was a fantastically well taken goal and i think that that set him up for the second half and the second half we know the story in the second half cork just turned on
1: on the the afterburners and blew him away in the second half um, <laughs> pa you may, you were thinking from your analysis of looking back on it that the speed of the game from both sets of of teams and both sets of players, was oh, something yeah. that really stood out for you.
3: Yeah, it's unreal. um Especially Cock stick the second half. Look, if it's given clear as well you see um, for their goal, just an old sharp puck out and Tony Kelly just it straight through the heart of the defence, um runner off the shoulder, bang, um, just relentless speed. As Sean you said, very worried there, very worried in the first half, especially with Catalan. Look, he gets a lot of. um he gets a lot of criticism, and rightly so. Sometimes I think Clare had it matched up well, put Conan in top of him. Um, massive man playing mighty stuff all year, very hard to stop. And then he was on fire, but luckily enough, Cork put Splan and Splan just played a simple kind of stepped off him, got a run at him, and just broke the ball. And then Cork got around him, and once that threat was kind of stopped, um, Duggan was he was kind of okay, kind of under freeze, missed a couple of soft freeze as well. Um, but then Cork got the grips of the game, got the running game going, got the short passing, started running at them and then just flicking over their points. And then Hannity, I think it shows with Cork as well, You can they can play it short and then Nash can go along because I know for the goal, he just went root run down the middle. Hannity came across, caught the puck out, fed it off, and I think Mead Meade got in and fantastic finish and buried it. So, yeah, delighted from Cork. Um Cork view because back to back monster champions and all a lot of people are looking at this new system and saying, "Might and Sue Cork and everyone's looking at War for Tipperary, Limerick as well especially did a good year but look we're delighted to know that uh, another monster championship in the bag."
1: Yeah and look it's really interesting I think the the yo-yo nature of all the games in the championship so far like how many like big swings have we seen if you look at the Leinster final we just talked about there we had a twelve point swing brought back to one point, Clare got out a big lead in the start of that first half and you're kind of looking at this game going Jesus Cork are in serious trouble here but saying that having watched all the games so far you're kind of thinking that's the way this is going here Cork get a goal here and this game is back on and I think that's what's been such a joy about this championship in general has been no game has been out of sight even when we got a 9 or 10 point lead from any team
2: Yeah that's right and I think I mean that's not just across Munster but we've seen it last weekend as that's well what in saying, the yeah. final I'm saying um, you've seen the same thing happen. Um, it's just it's just ebbs and flows, and I think teams just come out the blocks at 100 miles an hour. They're just not able to hold that pace, and the whole like th- with the game being so, I, I guess analytical as well at the time. like people or managers and setups they they get their matchups right after, and it takes about 10-15 minutes to get that right. You know, it's it's whoever gets off to a good start. You know, they'll obviously take off with a high scoring. First 10 15 minutes, but it's like it's so critical on the line now that you get your match up right and you cut down that space and you're playing to your strengths. And I guess I think Cork, Cork did very well in that in that regard, I think, um, in the Munster final. And another guy, actually, we give a, a bit of criticism or I've been giving it a criticism is um, um, Cadogan. I thought he would have struggled big time in the, in the Munster final. He did a great job, and you mentioned it there, uh, Peter Duggan. He kept, pretty kept pretty much kept him anonymous. Uh, who was a foreign player coming into that game as well? I think that was a a, a big uh, plus. And plus the other switch of putting Fitzgibbon centre forward in the second half. A lot of people didn't really talk about that in the Sunday game. I think that was a huge uh, catalyst as well for their for their win as well.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Fitzgibbon. He's flying like flying midfield. Like he's he's just his speed is phenomenal. You know, he's he's reading of the game and he's well able the hall as well. So. Like he can get on get on good ball, get into good position and in the monster fire we saw, he finished very well. And just on on Carrigan as well, you know, I like people are saying like he's not like normal well, not normal centre backs, so other centre backs are just all ball players. But it's good in a way because he's kinda of holding down the half back line and then that kind of frees up mm. Mark Coleman. And he's a fantastic young hurler. Just get him on the ball and, and Cocker are doing that. And you got Canigan and Joyce, and they're just kind of holding their in, stopping that ball, and then any breaks, Coleman's just onto yeah. it. And um, just getting onto those breaks, and he was against Limerick. Now I'd be a big fan of his, but against Limerick, he was poor, got blocked down, slow decision making. But I think in the monster final, he sped things up again. Uh, and you need brilliant. you need players like that as well, uh, no, yeah. You need players who will just stop
2: oppositions as well. Like oh, you, you, do. you can't like it's great. No, the, you know the Carker meant to be, you know the aristocrats of hurling and all this, you know, and they're you know, they're all stickmen and this kind of thing. But like you need kind of doggish men like that as well. Like Cadigan'll do a job for you. But Cahalan is like that too. Like he'll he'll be a guy who'll who'll stop a fella. Like I know he didn't have much breaks on uh, Conlon but that was down to a lot of the space that was put in front of him as well oh, and yeah. he couldn't really play him from the front. So um yeah I think I think Cadigan definitely has a serve sort of a purpose there. And I think going back to giggles about the spine of the car team the good thing about the car team is their versatility and the, the fact that you can bring in Spillane to full back. You can move um like you can still move um Cahalan back out to the half back line to do a job in the FLR. you can move um I thought they were gonna move Cadigan back in full back in the uh, when um was in trouble but I reckon, made I, reckon, a better, I reckon that would be a disaster if Cadegan It probably would have been, yeah Because no. we've seen him play full-back before hasn't gone so well from. Yeah. But their the versatility, I think, is, is the thing Is the key, really And up in the far line, is pretty similar You see where um, What's his name? Uh, the half-forward from Middleton Jesus, what's his name? Connolly Han Connolly Han He was completely <laughs> anonymous in the game uh, Shane Amori completely destroyed him, I thought For the whole game And you had Hardy flying in with a with a few points here and there and a, and a goal and you got a man in the match.
1: I think uh, Conor Lehan has had a very quiet championship this yeah. year to date compared to last year where he was probably Cork's standout forward and standout player.
2: Well he had a good he had a good start to the campaign yeah. I thought. I think his last two games he's been pretty quiet. Yeah. We I mean haven't we haven't mentioned the main man is Pat Horgan. Like how good is he going this year? I mean you'd have to say he's the top forward in the country this uh, even I would say he's still ahead of, of Mannion's performance last weekend.
1: Mm, yeah, Carl Mannion's performance was fairly phenomenal. No, <laughs> by that was good, but he'd uh,
3: he'd hold a turlus around and <laughs> Pat, Pat Horgan, a clear fella, up on top. From two fellas at times, yeah. he got a score there. The ball, like, and credit to the the Cork midfield and the delivery. Like other counties are just closing their We're well, not closing eyes, Just driving the ball in as fast as possible. Cork work it out and try and get the diagonal ball. It doesn't work all the time, um, and the pitch is so bad. The ball was just, the first couple of balls were going diagonally, were bouncing over for sideline cuts, but they got the terms of it, and then Pahar, he got a score down the first half, a one-handed flick, two fellas on him, one to the yeah. left, one to the right, over the shoulder, just brilliant, wrist work that man has, is just pure class, and on Leehan, you're, you're watching him, like he won a ball, he was very deep, and Shane Amore just sized him up, and you're looking at him, just do the simple thing, and he just looked a bit yeah. frustrated, and he dropped the shoulder, but took the boy line. Tried to take him on the sideline, Shane he just just, over. Yeah, just held him up, pushed him out line ball. It was a little bit frustrating because he, he is so talented, but sometimes you do wish he just goes back, does the simple things. But, um, but in saying that again, Horgan, the forwards are, and um, your man,
1: Kingston, oh, I, I know you're a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of Kingston, I think he's been really, really good for Cork this year. Obviously he was more of an impact player this year, but I actually really like seeing him laying out a full forward. And when he goes out into the wing I think he's very direct Mm. He's got plenty of pace And he's well able to take a score You know And he's not afraid to take on a score I think he takes the right option His pace is his biggest
2: asset I think yeah
1: Because I think that's what Coming back to Lahan. Like he doesn't always take The right option Whereas Kingston will take The right option most of the time And I think that's A big asset for Cork this year Because I think scoring forward Is taking the pressure off Horgan it has been a big thing for them that there's they're not dependent on him. He's still weighing in and making a massive contribution, but the scores across the Cork forward line spread is spread. Evenly. Yeah. Whereas looking at the Kenny there the weekend, aside from when we had Colin Fenley and Richie Hogan come on the first half, TJ on the board again, like, you know, and obviously Jarrell mm. got that goal where he took 15 steps or whatever. But like, you know, it's great to see all your forwards chipping in similarly with Galway you're spreading the load and Haraday has been delivering constantly yeah. Oregon has been delivering constantly
2: their leaders are delivering leaders, that's yeah. that's the thing though. the guys who've been there for the last couple of years they're the guys who are now delivering and, that, and that's what you want you want your main like, to win championships for any team in any competition you need your main players to be at 85-90% of their capacity all the time Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what Cork are getting out of those guys this year
1: yeah, look. What I will be interested to see, though, is I suppose, and your thoughts on it, is the difference in Leinster and Munster. Look, we can talk about obviously the the, the Leinster final we just had was a way better spectacle than the one the one the previous week. But in terms of the intensity, I think from talking to some people at home, happy to be contradicted on this, but I don't think the same intensity and physicality is in Munster that we're seeing in Leinster in terms of. I think tackling work rate, especially from both forward lines, the pressure they're playing on defences coming out. I know Cork are into Ireland, Finland Fineland have come through on monster unbeaten, but I still would have Galway ahead of Cork and potentially, I might be a bit biased in this, but I think Kenny might be too far behind Galway either in terms of ranking, in terms of teams in the country.
2: I, I, I disagree with probably 90% of your points there. I What's think the 10% the only- you agree with? Ten percent, I agree with is is physicality because <laughs> we've seen we've seen physicality obviously in, in the Leinster Championship because I guess look that's well publicised now that they you know and we've we've seen it through the years that they they normally go man to man, toe to toe, and, and that kind of way. Whereas the Munster Championship is much more free flowing and is much more risky hurlers, I guess, and its pace. But like I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's any lack of intensity or any lack of you know. You know, pace or anything like that or hurling or anything like that the, you arena's know. Arena's the like intensity the is there
1: yeah but I think looking, like looking at that Cork and Clare match brilliant match to watch right fierce entertainment high scoring lots of goals free flowing but like there wasn't too many times where I think lads had to like take a shoulder or take him you know to get past the man or were bottled up and had to offload. Like, you know... I just, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not saying that has to be done No, no, I know that. But I, I, I disagree.
2: I, I think if you go back
1: and watch yeah. the cork Clare match, there is enough of tackling in it. It's re- yeah. it's just... I think a lot of... Some of that match was like like a really good exhibition match. Great to watch. Not saying there wasn't pace to it. There wasn't serious commitment.
2: There's probably... There's probably too many periods in the game where there's like too much open play. You know, there's too much... Or now I would say open play, but there's too many kind of balls going... You know uncontested I suppose for too long periods of time whereas it yeah. probably stays up a bit bit more, you know, in terms of time wise where the ball is in play for the for the Leinster Championship maybe. Well, watching, think, the, watching
3: the watching the Kilkenny Galway game, like you're watching the way the teams are set up, so you have the Galway full far line there on side there. They're man of mine, three on three against Kilkenny full back line. Then you have a massive gap. Then you have the midfielders and a half all, all pushback, back. And then I thought, oh, well Murphy, thought he had a very poor game. No, I, I was just looking at that game. Every puck out, I think they didn't can, can he didn't score after 11 minutes. And um, Galway had, what, three points and about four yeah. wide. So he had about seven or eight puck outs. And it was just, there was no way it was ever going to go short. And all the players were down at the back. And then it was close your eyes, drive it down. Yeah. Walter, Watch, Walter Watch won one puck out. Then he got a, it was a growing strain, was it? Yeah. Um, he was the only man who won a puck out. And he was just Closing his eyes About eight times in a row And they're winning it But then when you've got All those players back there It's going to be physical Because the ball will drop You're mm-hmm. going to have A wing back And the centre back Will be over covering Two of them are going but to Cork, be trying and pick it up Kilkenny then will come in and try and, and try and hit him But then If you go back then To see Cox style Cork. Carney coming back.
1: Carney drop, drops back for Cork, though, as well. He does drop back, but I don't think that's a myth now if you're saying that there's no one dropping back. No, they Cork do drop Cork back. No, no, I think the, he's
3: getting as The Cork delivery then. Physical. Yeah, but you you see Cork then. Cork will have the ball, they look up. If it's not on, if there's numbers, mm. they're happy for a cornerback to come out, play it across, find a space, and then play that diagonal ball which cuts out, I think, the the physical and works the cock strength because there's no point putting high balls up on top of Luke yeah. Mead or Kingston. Whereas if you, you're talking about the physical physical game in Leinster, like you look at Dublin, massive male Kilkenny, Galway. So you do have that option. Hit the ball up high. There's a fair chance your man's going to win it because yeah. he's going to be like 90 kgs and about
2: yeah, 6 or 3 or 4, you know? So, so Percentages are in their favour, really. N- now,
1: but if you were to look back, though, at that monster final in terms of defender striking under pressure compared to the Leinster final you often see I saw like the amount of balls Coleman would have cleared was a hand pass came over to him and then he's striking on the diagonal because he's free yeah. yeah, like you're not seeing that as much in in the Leinster final in terms of the space and time that defenders have in the ball the work rate from both sets of forwards is what I'm trying to say yeah. it, is, is different so that's why as well it's it's a lot easier hitting a ball on the diagonal when you don't have anyone on you.
2: That's probably more yeah you're probably more you're probably more at the point there really when you're talking about forwards. I think the forward pressure is probably a bit better in mm. in Leinster than it is in Munster. I think i go a long way to agreeing
1: with you on that. Yeah, yeah. and I think I think that's a, and that does enable then to free up those balls and I think look you're right Pat. I think Kilkenny traditionally would have been like no but heads up hurling, just, just launch, launch just it as long as you can but I think this year they have made a conscious decision try to to vary it up but I think actually in the in the two lines of finals we've obviously spoken about just with John there that um, they've gone they went away from that a little bit I think in the last two games yeah. they're still trying to work it up the channels and get to the half back line and then distribute but a couple of times still the distribution wasn't good enough but I think look Cork are worthy once the champions You're, Cork are beaten in in that whole series, which is a phenomenal achievement, when you look yes. back at, at all those games, five games unbeaten, and now they're into an Ireland semi-final, and look playing the winners of just, the yeah, Kenny and Limerick.
2: It's just a pity. Like it's really is a, the greatest shame. Really, is that Giggles isn't here to um, <laughs> to anal- analyse the Munster final because of all the writing off he's done at Cork all year. He's on about Cork playing was a Kerry in a relegation battle. Yeah, I was trying to find the um, the audio today to play it back, but I couldn't find it. So. Um, I'd Overlucky. love to have giggles here now to, to answer all these these facts about Carfin this and Carfin that. And I told you giggles last year. The only reason you'd be listening to semi-final of the All Ireland was because we were fourteen men, and mm. I think it's been
1: proven this year. Yeah, look, I uh, look Claire now. Obviously, go into a quarter final this weekend against Wexford in Parky Cueve Saturday night. Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting game because Wexford obviously kind of disappeared for a while there. And obviously, the wonder their, their prelim quarter final last weekend but it's interesting route for them to come through I know Clare have, have had a couple of weeks off but I think Wexford are coming in under the radar this weekend playing Clare Davy Fitz knows that Clare team inside out obviously had them for a the few years and I think it'll be interesting to see how Clare will respond to playing against a sweeper this weekend when they're probably the last few games they've played have been 15 on 15
3: um, I fancy Clare to be honest in this I know like we're all top of Cork here, but Clare has still done a lot of good things. Um Conor McGrath, is it Conor McGrath? He came on. Um so it'd be interesting to see if they actually start him. He's a serious forward. He's going to get to three or four points in play. Um you've got Conlan, one probably one of the best in-form forwards. You've got Reedy, Duggan, and you still have Podge Collins, who was very quiet. He was quite the last day. But if they can get those boys, get trying and it's going to be hard to get space against Wexford. I still think the fancy and they've
1: played in Parkyque twice. Is it twice this year already? So they'll and be they'll be they used Lasher to the pitch. The qualifiers last year down there as well, didn't yeah. they? And I think I think Shane O'Donnell was <coughs> one who was very quite the last day as well. He's due a big game this yeah. this week. But I think you're right though, Pa. Space will be at a premium against Wexford. They will shut up shop for those for those clear forwards. And I think what we might see is yeah, the long ball on, t- on top of John Connan. How that will work out with someone with sitting in front of him, yeah. you know, and but they do have the form to take scores from out the field. I think Tony Kelly is going to have to play a bigger role and step was,
2: up. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I reckon that that could be a big factor as well. It would, like with the sweeper there, there's going to be a lot more room out, out the middle of the field, and it'll be just interesting to see if, if, if the likes of Tony Kelly exploit that, and also they, like Dave Fitzgerald there, the, the wing back from Clare. He's he's a very good man to take a long range point. Um, so that could be interesting. I, I I go along with with Pa as well. I, I reckon Clare will be Wexford in this one as well. I think. I just think they're coming. They're coming. They were coming very good coming into the monster final, and they did do a lot of a lot of things right. They just periods in the game where they didn't have their dominance, and Cork just capitalised. That was really the end for them. And I mean, they're they're learning as they're going along, but they've I think the Monster final they will have learned a lot about holding that performance for a bit longer than
1: 20-25 minutes yeah and look you, 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 I think this is kind of a pivotal game for Wexford as well though. obviously they had a kind of breakthrough year with Davy last year got to Leinster final um, and I, I, you get the feeling that know, If he doesn't get past the quarter-final with him this year, <coughs> not that it's the end of yeah. the road for Davia and for Wexford. Um, it'll be a sign she? of a failure, really, in his but eyes. Like I think so, yeah. I yeah. think he has high expectations. And look, probably should have Becky Kenny and Nolan Park that day, and that would have meant they are in a Leinster final. Um, they're in a quarter-final now, regardless. But big test ahead. And I think it'll come down to Wexford being in the game. I, I don't think Wexford can afford to cough up a lead. We, we've seen... Kilkenny overpower him in a second half performance where Wexford just stopped turning for a second half. I think Wexford have to hurl for 50, 60 minutes in this game. I don't think they can have a 30-minute a switch no. off right today against Kilkenny. So that's going to be very interesting to see how, how that one unfolds.
3: No, I just think I think Clare have, have the better forwards as well, scoring forwards. I think uh, you got a brilliant tweet in there last year to Giggles about the importance of scoring forwards in the all Ireland final. And I, I just think Clare have them. And like you said, Wexford have to put close to... A, a good hour in and looking at Clare I just feel that Tony Kelly the half back line they'll all pitch in like they scored 319 last week against Cork you know I think anything near that will, will be good enough to win it
1: 25-26 points will win the game on yeah. Saturday normally you score 319
2: you expect yeah. to win the game wouldn't you yeah. Yeah. so I, I, you're spot on Pat like the the firepower they have is definitely much greater than than
1: Wexford's. Um, and I think and I think the Wexford still do have great forwards. if have Conor McDonnell and Leach in but I don't think they've all fired on the one day for them, or they haven't even got three or four going on the one day. And that's the point about Cork, where
2: they'll they'll have they'll probably have McInerney on Conor McDonald probably. Yeah. yeah,
1: they'll have him following. Him, I reckon I don't know who they'll put on Leach in M- Morey maybe. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what way they'll go, matchups wise, or yeah. will they just play their six. Positions and see how it goes it's, go- it's It will be a good game to watch I think. Oh, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think I think it will be a good game And in Parky Queeve, yeah. And the weather is, is still good in Ireland So um, it, w- it will be an interesting one So Pai you're, go- you're going for a Clare win by what? I give him four points Johnny? I give him three Yeah I'm going to go for Clare as well by three So All round Clare And that would mean if Clare were to win They would be playing Galway in an All-Ireland semi-final So we'll keep an eye on that one Okay We'll leave that one there Coming up next We're just going to wrap up And Look ahead to what we're going up in the next couple of weeks.
4: Traveling in a
1: fire.com, on a hippie trail head full of zombies. I met a strange lady, she made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And She said, Do you come from a land down under? Oh, and okay, lads, that's a wrap for this week. Now, um, great to have John on the line with us again. Um, always great to have his insights. We had some technical issues with the, with his phone and his internet. He's d- just not great internet out there, muckily. He's kind of it's kind of a wild, wild country out there that side of the, of Kilkenny. Um... But look, your point, I think, you are you don't rake Kenny, for, for the weekend, pa. Are you going to stay up and watch it, though, live on Sunday night? I think I will. Um, Who's logging? Are you going to look at it and get on GA go? That's my login. <laughs> Sean, are you going to watch it? No, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get up Monday morning and watch it. It's at 11 o'clock. I'm going to stay. Are you Are you off on Monday, pa? No, because no, no, I know I'm you're going, going to watch
2: it, so there's no point in me trying to
3: watch it and you're watching it. When's the World, World Cup final? Eh? Watch oh, the World still. Cup final is on as well. But then, uh, going back to that, what do you... Um, your uh, views on the Leinster final in Torles?
1: Would you object to it, or I you actually don't mind it. I actually have no issues with that at all. Like I think, can he play in Galway in a Leicester final in Craw Park when there was forty thousand? The stadium's only half full anyway. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like then there was only twenty five thousand at it on Sunday. It's a better place to have a match. That's going have a match in a stadium that's going to be fit for purpose for the size. That's the right look. That's why I'd rather. Yeah, like. There was
3: twenty five thousand at it, but Portree can hold twenty seven thousand, mm. and Wexford Park can hold twenty five thousand so would you not before down there and well I reckon they thought they,
1: when they had 40,000 at the Leinster final now there was a game before it I reckon they thought they would get over the thirty the 30,000 mark for the replay so that's why I say if in hindsight if they knew they were getting 25 they probably would have put it in poor leash but I think Torres was probably a good venue for it it's probably equal distance nearly for Kilkenny and for Galway to travel Personally, as a supporter, going to Turles is a great place to go for matches, you know yourself, Pa. Um, I actually like going to play any matches in Turles. I'd really rather that for the for that stage of the competition to be there, games there, rather than going up to Crow Park for a Leicester final that's half full and the top deck isn't even open. That's fair enough, I could just never pitch your Munster final outside of Munster. Yeah, look, that's fair enough, but I think what you're going to see next year is I'd say you'll see Waterford playing potentially their home games in Nolan Park seen as that they can't play in Walsh Park and they asked to play in it this year and the Munster Council wouldn't, wouldn't let him but I think we're going to see it this year um, and I think that'll be a big boost for Waterford not having to travel to play their home games in Limerick which is a two hour drive for some of their supporters so it'll mm. be interesting to see how that goes um, but just before we wrap up just on Derek McGrath and his debut on the Sunday game analysis mm. um, last weekend I thought he was excellent, Pat you didn't think so?
3: Oh, I'm not going to have a cut off him but he was just and was it the week, he was on the week before, before as well. Right? Sorry, yeah. Um, he was doing the Munster final and he was kind of going on about the Cork naivety and they were saying, "Oh, what they should be doing here is when they were when the, the clear forward was going out, he said, oh, why the Cork man would follow him? Do you know the halfback? Should, the back should pick him up. Then he would wander out and the midfielders should pick him up.' He, he said nothing about that, but Kilkenny. Because the same thing happened with Kilkenny, and Kilkenny played into Godway's hands for 20 minutes. And I just thought that was, you know, contradictory. Very contradictory, maybe just because of Cork. And then he had very interesting with Donal O'Grady.
1: Um, I thought Donald O'Grady was poor now and no, I, l- he, no, I like I like Donald O'Grady normally I think he's very good in TG Carr Maybe because I don't know what he's saying <laughs> But I thought on on Sunday I think he was kind of struggling a bit With Derek McGrath On the Sunday game I don't think so Because he had a I fair
3: point about, the, about trying to go up And catch the ball Over Johnny Green Trying to the yeah, D- no, Roy catch point. win He yeah. said Just stop the ball Just bat the ball You know Like Donald O'Grady's won all Orleans You know so I think Derek Bray should listen to him and try and be <laughs> you look, I, I in that. Look, you look like in
2: Yeah, I I actually thought what was good, and I think I think what you were onto there, uh, Liam. I think Don O'Grady was kind of taken aback why he got so got into such a debate because normally someone again doesn't really have that type of. It's not that type of show Where they get into the debate But I thought That's what was brilliant about it That Mm. the two boys actually Disagreed with each other And were able to make their points And I thought Donald Grady Made his point very well About Parig Walsh as well Um, Saying like You know I wouldn't say Parag was so good In the first day Because he caught a few balls And that was that's it That's a fair point yeah. And like I mean he ran been a back himself You know yeah. He knows all about it We were on about it there You know About bringing Parag out Like he Like he just adds Such a, a dynamic to the mm. team When he comes out the field I guess Mulhall Kind of counteracted it. he said They don't have the players either Like but I thought that debate Like is Oh no I thought good brilliant I thought Darren McGrath was a good I thought is pretty okay I thought it was pretty good He's He's a lot of no Like as he likes to oh, say Oh that
1: word yeah That was hilarious and That got picked up on a lot On Twitter But it was very interesting Actually on Twitter Colin Parkinson Like was saying How good Derek McGrath was And it's a lot better Than just the analysis just Of the scores Narrating mm. scores And Michael Deignan of course That's all he does He he bit back into Colin Parkinson's tweet Did he? And they had a huge Over and back on Twitter Yeah they had a big Row on Twitter yeah Oh did they? Yeah it wasn't great Now, was like Who came out well in that? Uh, Parkinson. You know Parkinson, of course. Then, like, d- dove in two feet on Dygan, and Dignan gave back as much. Then, like, none of them looked great, to be honest. I don't it.
2: know. Or, like that's all Dignan does. Is he he narrates and scores, and look, he's a commentator.
1: He's not really yeah. an analyst, like so. Yeah. That's all he does, like so. Yeah, but yeah, it, I thought Dignan probably could have done with just staying out. of yeah. the debate. when you get into those Twitter, Dignan likes to bite. Right, he they? does. He likes to bite, which I don't mind seeing. But Parkinson stirs a lot of people up on Twitter. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't really listen to myself. I now, think it's good for debate, though. But this is the best podcast going, so I don't really have time to, listen to this. <laughs> so. But um, look, yeah, good for debate, and looking forward to the, to the week ahead. So, look, that's it for this week. Again, no talk of football, but it's just so hard to fit in. We're just being very selective. That the hurling is, I think. We have nothing to say on Cork football, and yes. Oh, no, unless I mention that. We definitely won't mention that. Embarrassing. Kilkenny have had more wins than Cork this year in the football. Um, But I think it's fair to say the Hurling Championship this year has taken centre stage to date. Super 8's coming up. It's going to get a lot more attention, but. Um, Hurling is in a fantastic place at the moment. We're just being blessed with the games we're getting, and I think we're in for two more great games this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. So look, Pa, I want to say thanks very much for coming along. We might have you back with us again next week, and maybe I think we're going to put a, a poll out to the to the listeners. Um, hashtag giggles out. Who do you want, giggles or Pa? So thanks for coming along, Pa. No problem. Thanks for having me, boys. And Johnny, thanks for having us tonight. I didn't even see any biscuits. They're there in front, yeah. Oh. All gone. Okay. All right. It's kind of disappointing. I give. Better selection last week's pretty well, poor selection this week. The biscuits are there. If you, if you want to eat them, you don't want to eat them. Yeah. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Poor poor selection. But <laughs> just before we go, actually, just one thing on we on our G'day GEA partnership with O'Neill's. We do now have an online store on the O'Neill's website to get your G'day GEA merchandise. So we will be putting the link up on our Twitter and our Instagram. Lovely selection of hoodies. Lovely selection of uh, tracksuit pants. Uh... Bobble hats, beanies, and what else do we have, Sean? Some shorts as well, we get AGA, with the good AGA. Shorts, yeah. Um, shorts, bobble hats, T-shirts. Shawnee's on his phone here, so he's just repeating back what I said. <laughs> In the scarves. No scarves. No, no I'm just no. going to him with about the scarves. No. But um, Shawnee's wearing the top here tonight. I have a top on myself as well. And Pa has a beautiful O'Neill's cork top, fluoro yellow shoulders. And he's also wearing a lovely Gary Owen Gillet which is kind of lovely sleeveless number as well so just jump online to the O'Neill's website and just a reminder that today's show was brought to you in association with O'Neill's international sports where the choice of champions thank you O'Neill's thanks O'Neill's again thanks, for, O'Neills. for all the gear so that's it for this week guys and we'll be back with you next week have a good one